Now we'll take a look at the international picture and welcome in Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab. Jeffrey Kleintop, great to see you. Thanks for being here. So uh, there's so much to discuss. We've gotten lots of economic data and we heard from Powell this week. But let's start off with the yield curve. That's something you're watching closely. And what is it telling you? Well, we've got the economy and stocks going in two different directions is what it's telling me. The The stock market obviously has had a great quarter here uh, with the incredible numbers, double digit gains across the world. In fact, actually, we've seen European stocks up 21%. Actually, Europe's up 28%. EFI, the developed market index, is up 21% this quarter, uh, better than the S&P 500 at 14%, but they're really good. Here's the thing. We're probably in a global recession right now, and that was confirmed by today's PMI. Data. I like to look at the yield curve. This chart you're seeing right here, the blue line is the percent of the U.S. Treasury yield curve that's inverted. I know a lot of folks like to look at one particular measure of the yield curve, like the two-year to 10-year spread or the three-month to 10-year spread. I like to look at them all. There are 91 different ways we can look at different yield curve spreads. And so I like to look at the percentage of those that are inverted. That's what you're seeing here. It's now over 80%. Whenever we've been anywhere near this high, it tends to be followed by one of those gray columns, which are recessions. We all know what that means. So we, we seem to be in or very near a recession right here. At the same time, we've got one of the strongest quarters for the stock market in history. Yeah, you know what's interesting is, um, just like here at home, you I saw in the Eurozone, they're still seeing very high inflation. So while we may have this global picture and recessionary environment, the inflation isn't giving way enough. Yeah, investors are, are looking, I think, beyond the current inflation picture, maybe even beyond the current recession picture, to a recovery next year. I, I, expecting inflation will come down, central banks will be able to uh, take their foot off the brake, and that earnings and other things, will, the economy will rebound next year. But that could be delayed. I think that's a risk to the rally. I, one of the other things I like to watch beyond the yield curve is the Purchasing Managers Index. We got that, of course, uh, here in the U.S. today. We got it in a number of other countries as well. It's usually coming out on the first of the month around the world. And what it's telling me is that the profit recovery may be greatly delayed, that the Purchasing Managers Index, a great barometer of what's going on in manufacturing, industrial production, is a really good leading indicator of profit growth. And so what, what it's telling me is in the next few quarters, at least the next couple of quarters, let's say Q1 and Q2, you can see it in this chart, we're probably headed to negative territory. The orange line here is that Global Purchasing Managers Index. This is for uh, many countries around the world, accounting for 98% of GDP. And the other line, uh, the, uh, the, the blue line there is profits for global companies likely headed down over the course of the next several quarters. Analysts aren't yet predicting this, but I think this is likely in the next few quarters. So it could take a while for earnings to rebound next year. It might not be till the second half at best. Yeah, and so that doesn't feel, I mean, I guess it, it could be much worse, but um, it doesn't feel like great. It, on the contrary, it feels like uncertainty and pressure and, um, you know, the central banks will have to continue their monetary policy going forward. Um, what's the takeaway for investors and what can they expect? I mean, obviously, we'll expect our own central bank here at home to continue to raise rates, at least for the near term. No, that's right. And so I think the, the market is excited that maybe uh, the recession that we're likely in, the downturn in profits, and maybe that will translate into you know weaker jobs and, and a weaker um, 
housing market that'll that'll bring down inflation pressures and that'll get the fed to stop and, and eventually lead to a recovery next year in fact the market is anticipating uh that the central banks around the world will pause somewhere maybe towards the uh uh, the, the second quarter of next year and, and, and hit that peak in terms of, of interest rates. But I think the risk to the idea that the central banks are only a few months away from pausing, yeah, you can see it in this chart here where we're seeing major central banks around the world. Uh, this is the market forecast, how far they've come and then how far the market expects them to go. Again, expecting they're very close, very close to maybe not a pivot, but a pause. The risk to this is China. China may reopen after three years of zero COVID lockdowns next year. If they do, that could bring 1.4 billion consumers back online, pushing up commodities and goods prices just at the time where central banks were hoping inflation would be coming down. Yeah, in the meantime, so that that's all very key. And I'm glad you brought up the China story because that's part of the, you know, the wheel is turning and, you know, China's the missing sort of part of this wheel. So um, that's true that that will help things along. Um, you'll have shoppers, you'll have manufacturing in a better way. How about the U.S. dollar, which really is at the lowest levels since 2021 at this point? Well, the dollar is is probably at or near a peak, uh, maybe uh, maybe sliding next year. We don't expect a bear market for the dollar, but but a bit of a decline. Look, the U.S. has a massive uh, budget and trade deficit that usually puts pressure on a currency. Combine that with a pause in Fed rate hikes uh, takes away the momentum behind the dollar's strength this year. I think what's really interesting about the dollar is uh, it's up obviously a lot this year, double digit percentage gain this year. Yet we're still seeing international markets outperform the U.S. this year, uh, even accounting for that currency difference. We're looking at the EFI index outperforming by one or two percent this year, despite the drag from that stronger dollar. I think as we look out to next year, without that hurdle of a very strong dollar, you'll see even better performance by international stocks. And what's the takeaway? We've gotten a lot of economic news. We'll get the jobs report tomorrow. Um, people are watching for the wage growth print, the labor force participation rate. I guess we can start to put that aside. I mean, you know, that it's still not a pre-pandemic level. So I guess I won't overly focus on that. Um, what will you be watching? Because you've gotten in a lot of economic data already this week. Yeah, I, I do think labor markets are really important here. Clearly, it's one of the supports for consumer spending. It's one of the uh, one of the uh, concerns about lingering wage growth. So obviously, a key focus will be there. But I think for investors, you may not need to pivot your strategy based on what the data looks like. What's been working this year is higher quality stocks, including high dividend payers. And I think it's worth noting that even in this incredible rally that I noted this quarter, we're still seeing the high dividend paying stocks outperforming the overall market as they did on the downside. You'd expect them to outperform on the downside this year, but they've outperformed on the upside as well. So I think sticking to this, uh, this uh, quality focus, high dividend payers, low price to cash flow companies, continuing to outperform both in the down and up markets this year, keeps you well positioned no matter what the data looks like here in the coming week. Yeah, and I was just looking at the data right now um, for the estimates of about 200,000 jobs added, and that's the fewest in a, in a long time, in a couple of years. So um, we'll be watching for that print. Jeffrey Kleintop, great to see you always. Thank you. Jeffrey Kleintop of Charles Schwab.